0: now entering the Bitcoin Podcast
1: Network. Welcome to Buy or Sell What
2: the Hell with Jason Jenkins, Alex Z and D. J.J. began his career at Charles Schwab as a trader in the equity options markets before moving to the sell side to trade fixed income at V Finance, JDB Financial, and CG Capital.
1: With over a decade of experience in trading U.S. treasuries and building out institutional analysis, he covered all the
2: primary dealers, large buy-side money managers, and hedge funds. And now he's applying his expertise to the cryptocurrency markets. Do you buy or do you sell? Hey, everybody! How's it going? You know the voice; it's D, and I'm here with another episode of Buy or Sell. What the hell? You heard the intro; you know the deal. Um, today we got a sp- special episode. Um, we have some miners from the community that wanted to join us and, and talk about and talk about mining. We don't. We don't usually have miners on any of the shows so we wanted to bring them on buy or sell what the hell to kind of get their opinion on mining gain some expertise or hear some of their expertise and um, they have an update on a new token that they want to introduce everyone to so I'm going to give you guys an opportunity now to introduce yourselves and uh, we can get this going so go ahead round robin who are you and How'd you get into mining and
0: welcome to the show?
1: All right. Uh, This is Dan Francis
0: and uh, been into mining about a year and a half uh, or so and really got into mining strictly uh, uh, from being on the internet merchandising sites. I had uh, multiple internet merchandising sites and people would always contact me and ask me if I could uh, sell them and they would pay in Bitcoin. I was always confused. I didn't understand. So uh, fortunately, I had a, a... Kind of a lifelong buddy of mine, twenty plus years. It was in the car business and been doing a little bit of mining. And he kind of got me involved with it, and uh, you know, one thing led to another. And his name is Chad. He will introduce himself next. But uh, the uh, the process was uh, just started doing some mining, and we ended up uh, thinking that we could sell some miners, and we sold one to uh, one uh, one individual, and she quickly had a, a quick return, and the next thing you know, uh, she came up with a, a large. Uh, down payment for us of about a quarter million dollars. And we were, we were in a mining business and we built 50 plus miners and we've grown that 50 plus miners that we, uh, we have for ourselves, um, and for hosted miners as well for clients to, uh, over 500 miners right now. So, uh, we've, uh, uh and those are on site in, in, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And it's just been a, a tremendous, uh, growth, uh, spurt for the last year and a half. And Chad, I'll let you, uh, as the founder of CryptoFarm seven, kind of tell a little bit about you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm Chad Atkins. I'm the founder of Crypto Farm 7 uh, About two years ago, we founded the company and really jumped in headfirst in the, the cryptocurrency world. So it's been a great experience and we're growing like crazy and looking forward to the future.
2: Good deal. Yeah. One more, so what's, right what's that, D? CJ, are you still out there?
3: Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, Known Chad for what, like 20 something years, and uh, we started in my basement. And uh, trial and error, a uh, lot of problems, a lot of late nights, a lot of headaches, and uh, he got me to where I am today. He uh, wanted me to join the team, so uh, I'm the guy behind the scenes. <laughs> Don't let him fool you guys. Uh, he is our CTO. He's worked for a Fortune 500 company for. 12-plus years, and he's done a lot of programming behind the scenes. Genius. All right, right there, D. That, that
0: should tell you right there. He, he said he started in his basement. That's a true tech guy from the get-go.
1: Right. <laughs> nice. Oh, and no. Entrepreneur.
3: I should tell you the story about the power. We won't go there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you guys collectively as a group been mining? Did you start mining like back in the day? with just Bitcoin and it's growing to what it is now, or you got in a little afterwards and you've been pivoting ever since?
3: Yeah, we really jumped headfirst into mining Zcash. Uh, the Zcash blockchain is, in my opinion, one of the strongest blockchains out there. Um, after getting into the business and mining, we realized there's you know 300 plus other coins out there, and from day to day, the profitability changes. So we've uh, engineered our software now to where in any one given day we might mine fifteen or twenty different coins because our algorithm looks for the profitability and mines whatever coin is most profitable at that time.
1: Right. It, uh, it kind
0: of. I mean, it's uh, it's been kind of a, a, a large process here over the last year, really. When Zcash came out in October of, of sixteen, um, you know, I, I don't know, if anybody knows, I think it went from three thousand to six thousand and then fell back into the fifty range beginning of sixteen, and that's when we really kind of picked up the mining. And when you, we still do, uh, uh, you know, what to mine, we still find Zcash at the top. But one of the things that, that we've grown into over the last six or eight months too is, it's what Chad just hit on. Um, we were mining, Z, we still mine Zcash, but we've also got miners that uh, were are fortunate enough to have enough of them. We kind of send them out the kind of to the wild west and say, here, going out and, and see what coins are out there and what's coming into the market. Cause with, with so many new coins coming on the market right now, every day um, that we're looking for one of those coins that could be a NEO that starts at six cents and ends up at 200 bucks and in 12 months. So um, we have uh, some of our miners that we give parameters to that say, we want it to have an X amount of market cap. We want it to be able to be tradable. It has to have, you know, a certain, it has to meet certain parameters. But then there are other ones that we just, you know, I kind of, I kind of try to always refer to real life and being in Colorado, I can, I can get away with, you know, we, we kind of paint their face up like wild Indians and say, here, go out and, and mine the wild west. And, and every, you know, a couple hours, come back and tell us what you're mining. And then what happens is we got a guy like CJ and then Chad. Um, they can look at the technicals of that coin and uh, the founders of that and kind of go through and start talking to people and decide that, you know, that's going to have a lot of transactions. That's a great blockchain. It's an awesome coin. So let's continue to mine that and in, uh, in, in hopes that, you know, maybe it's only a, in some cases like BTCZ that's under a penny. Um, we can mine a bunch of those. We're mining Zellcash currently. A lot of coins that people probably don't uh, uh, hear about, but uh, those coins we anticipate at some point um, that we'll talk about here in a little bit. They move into masternodes and we've got X amount of coin built up, but we still don't walk away from our foundation, which is mining Zcash and uh um, we do mine a little bit of Ethereum and Monero, um, but uh, we, we've been successful with the Zcash side, as well as um, I think when we first started. I don't know if Chad and CJ mined Bitcoin in the beginning, or they just really went after Zcash. But um, they'd have to tell you that
3: Ethereum was actually our first coin ever mined. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, sure. really?
4: I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah, D, I've been to their um, to Dan and their shop. It's pretty impressive. Dan picked me up. We uh, gave me the tour of both places. So these guys know what they're doing. I mean, you, you get in get inside a real shop like that and see all the work that they put into it. I mean, man, it's it's exciting. It's a little bit more exciting than just staring at the charts all day long. when You actually get to see the the technology and the electricity whipping around.
2: How loud is it in there? You got to use earbuds, earphones, or like <laughs> ear protection. Come
1: uh-huh. on.
2: I, I was fine.
4: You guys probably get more annoyed with it than anything.
0: <laughs> it, it's uh, it's a little loud, but that, you don't have to you don't stand in there. Is not much to do. I always tell people when we bring them out for the tourists. I told the same with Jason and said, you know, I'm inviting you out to a, a stadium and uh, we're going to watch a game. We're going to watch a couple of people play catch because we invite you to this big buildings and you uh, a couple of guys show up and they start playing catch and, and you're sitting at the top of the bleachers. You go, what's this? Well, so this is what I invited you to see. You know, come over here and take a look because there's not much to see. You can stand around and look at it, but it doesn't shoot out money. I mean, it's not like a slot machine or anything. It's just it's there. <laughs> but but it, it's kind of a you know people come and they they understand that that, that uh, analogy because that's really what it is. But uh, when I go when I am in Colorado, so when I go back every three weeks, I don't spend much time back there except to look and go, yep, they're running. Okay, here's another picture. But uh, I go to I go to the wall. Jason likes to go to the. Uh, uh, to the charge, I go to the wallet and say, okay, now we're talking. we got some more money. In, so.
1: It
4: feels like it's on.
2: Yep. Uh, <laughs> if you look closely, you can actually see the money coming out of the fans. You could see
3: right. <laughs> 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 we could, I could come up with an animation.
0: Song. No, the hard part is getting CJ and Chad away from there because they're always reprogramming coming up with some new idea like we, we've been doing now The the uh, the mining rigs that we've got set up now that uh, are kind of similar to awesome miners, where they're going out and mining the most profitable coin, and, uh, and so we we you know we can we can mine uh, a half a dozen to a dozen coins a day, and it's awesome. I, mean, I think I got Sia coin, I got some Z Classic in my accounts, and uh, uh, music, and I can't even think of all of them, uh, but uh, and it rotates, so it kind of does make that exciting, and you know it, it's uh, we think it's going to be an awesome year for the alt, so. Right now, what we're working on is uh, is accumulating, you know, some alts. And uh, not that it's not going to be a great year for Bitcoin, but, uh, you know, the market well well exceeds Bitcoin and uh, it's going to continue to, to outgrow Bitcoin, in our opinion.
5: So uh, what do you guys do with all these different coins? Seems like it's a continually moving target. How do you guys, like, maximize your profits? And you're dealing with all those different coins. Well, uh, one of the things we're doing, which we've really been... Successful at, and that's really
0: based on Chad and CJ doing the work on, the, on the blockchains. Um, Chad probably can give you a little bit more on CJ. Uh, but we are doing master notes. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we don't want to, you know, obviously we think mining the wave of the future. It's still going to be here. It's not going to change, but we're always looking for the best way to maximize people's investments, our yeah, own as course. well. And yeah. you get an ROI on a mining rig. It could take you tel- 10 to 12 months. If the coin goes up into 900 bucks, like Zcash did, you know we have clients that say, well, hey, I, I've done okay, but not so good. And uh, I asked them, hey, did you sell your coin when it was nine hundred dollars? Well, no, I still got it. So if you don't, you know, you can mine and put your head down, but if you don't, don't trade the coin too, and don't, you know, use analyze where that's at to make to maximize your return. You're kind of stuck. So um, what we've been doing is the master notes. And if mm-hmm. you're not familiar with master notes, um, I'll, I'll I'll start on the front side of a master node, So anybody can mine. We can, you can hook up your computer today and mine. You can hook up your computer today and you can buy master notes all day long. Not a problem. The problem is, is how efficient are you going to be and then how well is your security going to be backed? So as a mining goes, I mean, you can mine to your wallet on your computer. That's super. What you're in a private pool or your own, your own pool, your solo mining. Um, we have our own pool built for Zcash uh, we have several other pools built as well. Um, for mining. So we get maximum potential and return on our investment. We're using the, uh, uh, we were able to kind of turn down the difficulty levels, uh, across the board. But when we're mining these other coins right now, we're mining them because we're anticipating, um, by the knowledge of, of our staff to look into the blockchain and say, these guys and talking to the developers, hey, these guys are going to be awesome. They're going to develop masternodes. So when a masternode comes on to an exchange, um, everybody's jumping out to go buy that, that coin. Well, what happens is, you know, it's limited, limited trading. And we all know how scary it is to put money into an exchange that, especially for a new coin. So you don't know if you're going to get hacked. You don't know if you're going to lose it, if they're going to charge you an excessive fee. Well, what we've done now is we've got the coins, um, in our wallets. So if it takes a thousand coins or two thousand or five thousand coins to create a master note, we've already got that. And so what we're doing is um, kind of passing that opportunity on to uh, other clients to let them join our masternodes. And so let's say that uh, a coin is a 1000 coin masternode. We've got those in the house. We don't have to go out and buy them. But we're seeing right now that uh, uh, the masternodes are getting an ROI in about 150 to 180, 180 days with anywhere between the 30 percent potential return on those coins. Um, and that does not count the, uh, the increase of the, the of the altcoin that we bought to build the masternode. Um, and it, it doesn't count the decrease either. Um, and hopefully as we, we, you know, we've seen it come down here over the last six weeks, eight weeks. So we, we are, uh, on the coin prices, maybe a little upside down on some of them, but overall we anticipate the alts to go up, uh, the masternodes to, they continue to pay out even when, which is really nice, even when the coin went down. We didn't have to worry that we bought it at ten, it was at five, and everybody's waiting for it to come back up to ten to sell. We're in the meantime with masternodes, we're getting a return on that masternode from being inside the blockchain. Mm-hmm. So we get that return every day in coin. As the coin price goes back up, now our dollar cost averaging on the way back up is kind of already fixed because we got those coins. Um and then in, in four or five months, let's hope that the coin's fifteen or twenty bucks. We sell those. Thousand coins. We've got a fifteen thousand dollar, you know, maybe a ten or
5: fifteen thousand dollar game there. Do you guys, uh, do you guys have a favorite proof of stake coin, or does it depend on the clientele how much they put in?
3: We don't put all of our eggs in one basket, so mm. there's multiple ones. And what's interesting is Dan hit the nail on the head because we have such a large scale facility, uh, we yes. see things before everybody else does. So my, when we're mining, we actually see coins before everybody else does. We see trends before everybody else does. We know where to move. We're in the community. Mm-hmm. The other thing is about the security and the efficiencies. Well, because we're in-house, we're very secure. But also, um, we have efficiencies we gain. And Jason seen a lot of that when he was touring the facility on how efficient we made things just by shortening cords, etc. But when we build our own private mining pool, we can actually lower the difficulty. See, these public, uh, the public mining pools have to set their difficulty level high because they have people connecting from all over the world to their mining pool. Well, it's just us, and it's here in-house. So we actually gain a lot of efficiencies and actually do better than a lot of the outsiders because we do everything in-house.
2: Hmm. Can you go into detail a little bit about the, the, the difficulty thing that you just mentioned? Can you?
3: Sure. Yeah, so the difficulty level, the higher the difficulty level, the more secure a mining pool is. So if you go to any of the public mining pools out there and look at their difficulty levels, they set them extra high. And when you build a mining pool, you can actually tweak that difficulty level. And so we actually, because we're on our own secure network in house, we don't have people connecting from all the world. We don't need that extra security. So we back our difficulty level down, which actually lets us mine more coins than everyone else. Well,
4: that's that's so interesting. I see. I never knew. It. I never knew that you could do There's
3: that. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Wait, the difficulty doesn't adjust by like for Bitcoin, the difficulty just for, cause it's an automatic algorithm, right? Depending upon how many people are mining, but you say that you can actually adjust how difficult you make it on top of that.
3: That is correct. Yeah. So oh, the wow. coin itself has a difficulty level, but when you build a mining pool, the mining pool operator can adjust that difficulty level. And so most of those public, um, Mining pools set their difficulty level high for security reasons. They can't bring them down to zero for hacking and DDoS attacks.
4: Interesting. Now, Chad, do you guys have other people joining your guys' pool? Just a few?
3: No, currently no. It's all in-house.
0: Mm-hmm. Numerous clients that we've uh, done some work with that have kind of invested and in. they still you still own 100% of the coin. You control that coin. So it's not... Uh, uh, it's sort of like mining. When you, when we sell you a miner or you buy a miner, you've got your wallet hooked up to it. We aren't touching the funds. <clears throat> the funds are distributed right to your wallet. Same thing with the, uh, the master notes, which is a little bit different than most people have. Uh, due to CJ's abilities, when we do a master note, if we've got three or four people into one, we just take a wallet address. We can attach it to that so it can pay out. It can distribute the coin, sell it, and distribute and, and pay out, or it can just hold the coin and some cases we have a we want to hold that coin, we don't
1: want to sell that coin
0: if it's at seven bucks. Um, we want to hold it, so we, we kind of set up a side uh, we call it a, a it's like a wallet on the side basically that converts it to maybe a Litecoin or or bitcoin or ethereum for the payout or zcash. But because uh, we want to hold on to that coin, so it goes back up to 12 or 15 or 16 bucks if we pay 10. Yeah,
3: yeah, so. yeah Dan, Dan nailed that on the head. Um, we have tens and tens of thousands of coins just sitting in wallets right now that we've mined that are not masternodes yet, but they're gonna be masternodes. So uh, CJ and I research which coins are upcoming. We see them before everybody else and we mine them. We set them in a wallet. Well, now we've got those coins in a discount code. We mine them. And as soon as they become ready for a masternode, we get to build the masternode before everybody else. So we're first in on building a masternode for those coins.
4: Oh man, that sounds good. And, you know, plus, I've always kind of thought, well, it makes sense to mine a lot of the coin before it has a move. I know it becomes more profitable, obviously, as the coin goes higher. But I see, we can see it in our room. There's so many people that will chase a move and then want to buy the node when the coin's high. And then it has a 50%, 80% retrace. And they're like, well, I don't get it. <laughs> like,
1: well, that's,
4: that's the price risk, you know? Right. You can, you were mining gold in 2011 you you open up a brine you know brand new mine on the highs i mean that that mine's not very profitable and then gold's down 50% from where it was 2011 i mean all the precious metals were it's it's really no different you guys are pretty good about you know trading it around and there's so much to learn about the master
1: so
0: we, we did a, we did a polis master to real quick, give you a brief scenario of what can go wrong. So it went right, but then it went wrong. We bought it at 40 and it went three days later. It went to 102. We were able to get out just under the, just above the 90 level and, uh, and capture some gains. Thank goodness. And then we bought it back when it came back under 40 again at 38. And we didn't, luckily we didn't have to buy it all back, but we still got into that crazy thing somewhere around 22. And, uh, um, you know, it's now. I think it's somewhere 12 or something for Polis. So it's still down 10 points. But but the nice part is, is the payouts. So you got staking, and you have people don't understand staking as well. So you've got a MasterNode. You also get some staking coins, and you get MasterNode coins. So um, our clients, everybody's still getting a payout. We're still getting a payout. Um, and then what we're just we're gonna hold it for you know a good 90 days, and we think that coin goes back up to uh, maybe 25 or 30. And we capture the, the returns that we've been getting on a daily basis, um, as well as uh, the increase in the coin price.
4: And what's great about the mining, too, is, you know, say a coin takes a breather, like you just described there, Dan, it gets knocked down. Well, when you're mining, you're going to you might have 50 percent, 100 percent. You might have two three times the amount of coin before the the next rally starts. Well, traditional investing, trading, I mean, you, you could. You could use all the ammo. You can use up all your cash on the lows, but you know you got to invest double or triple if you want double or triple the amount of coin on the lows. where with the mining is just constantly passively coming in, which is what I've always loved about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. But we have to capture. You know, like anything else, this market is. You know, we we kid. You know the the what, what is that the, the doji years in uh, in crypto? It's. There, you know every day seven seven years or seven <laughs> whatever but it's crazy but so we have to capture the the this the opportunity the switches that are going on and, and it's difficult we, we make we, we make some mistakes too it's not all perfect i mean we mine some coins that, that turn out to be duds but uh it's the risk of uh, of where we're at most people in cryptocurrency i mean you know there are quite a few people who are well educated in, in cryptocurrency but uh even I think it would go unsaid if, if everybody uh, tried to raise your hand in crypto who says, okay, I'm a little bit of a risk taker. You're not in crypto if you're not a little bit of a risk <laughs> taker. So, <laughs> it's just the way it works. So yeah, you have to be, a- yeah. So you got to be there and, and it, it, it's the wild west. I mean, gosh darn it. And uh, you just gotta, you know, you gotta have two guns at every time, every time you turn around, every time we enter a new blockchain, we got, you know, we don't know what's around the next corner. And, uh, uh, it's, but it's been fun and it's been profitable. Um, this last two months, you know, I've lost a little bit of hair and for a guy with long hair, that sucks. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's, uh,
2: it's it. funny when you start to disrupt trust. Well,
4: what, what, uh, other masternodes do you guys like? I mean, I, we've had some traction with, uh, smart guys have talked about, you guys talked about polis. I haven't looked at that symbol in a while. What are the other ones you're like? And I, I mentioned to you today, Dan, uh, just because we did a day in the 100 our article on uh v chain um and i was just reading through i was just i just thought well maybe they have masternodes going on it says they're going to provide them i don't know if you guys
3: yeah it's very interesting a lot of the white papers hide it but if you start reading detailed white papers there's a lot of coins out there that's going to introduce masternodes later on and so i go read a lot a lot of white papers to find some Mm -hmm. information
0: out the coin you mentioned today jay Yates, uh it,
3: we, I said it over to Chad just before we got
0: online and we we're going to look at it. It's not when we heard, but, I mean, we've got uh, Astro, we've got Smart, Polis, uh, Sparks. Um, yeah. Probably we've got a few other, oh, Bitcoin Lightning. Uh, um, and we've got a couple of them we've doubled up on because they came back down. But uh, Smart was, I don't know, some of them, I don't want to put any of them down because it's, uh, they're all kind of, uh, it's, it's interesting, we'll say. Some of them are really good and we see some bads and Smart was kind of a dead Deal, and then all of a sudden, the last two days, it just uh, it doubled up on some payments. So, and a lot of them have some issues. You, and if anybody's out there and you're listening, you know, one of the things that people don't do is you don't get. I I didn't know about it either until most recently, I guess. But uh, they get on the discords and on the discords are the communities where they're talking about the changes and the things that you have to do. So there's a lot of updating that happens, and we go through updating. I mean, you, can't, you, guys, you guys on the radio can't hear, but I'm watching CJ, uh, who's that guy, shaking his head. Yeah, every day we're, we're working on something that has to be updated um, to get the right payout. So it, it's, it's time-consuming, but, uh, again, you know, we've probably got a good, like I said, a good dozen masternodes out there, but we're always looking at, at different coins. What's the Ted, what's the one we've been mining right now, the coin? Com,
3: Commercium and Zell. Commercium? Commercium and Zell we're mining the heck out of. We're not master no jet, but we're just stockpiling.
4: What's, is there a symbol for that one,
0: Chad?
3: Yeah, Z-E-L. Hey, Chad, what were some of those symbols on
0: Zell and uh, Astrum and uh, Commercium, you said?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Commercium is C-M-M. Astrum is A-S-T-R.
4: And so, Chad, you—I mean, I know when when I was there, you guys would see your your machine, and the algorithm would kind of pick up what's most profitable. And you said some of that stuff kind of pops on your guys' radar. And then, what are you using to to to, to trade it or to view the chart? Are you just using Coin Market Cap, or are you guys just putting them away because they're so easy to mine?
3: Yeah, that that's the thing—is a lot of these are brand new. Uh, coins. So there's no market history or any way to judge it. So, what we do is we look at the, we find their website and then we go to their discords, we go to their um, GitHubs, we go to their Facebook pages, we research the coin and the roadmaps and their white pages, see what they're about. And if we're interested in it, then we turn our machines over, mine them while they're low difficulty to really stockpile the coins. Wow.
4: And then just follow their timeline, right? If they have any plans to try to get it on exchange, then you can maybe exit a little bit.
3: Exactly. Yeah, like uh, I'll give you the example of commercial. When they hit block 500,000, we know they're going to turn them into masternodes. So we're just going to hold that coin until block 500,000. Be ready. I'll be watching those blocks every day. As soon as it hits and they give us a masternode direction, we'll turn it into masternode. It's almost like double dipping because we mined it so great. And then we're going to turn it into another virtual mining machine that makes more of itself.
4: That's so awesome.
3: Yeah. one of
0: the one of the big things too that uh, that's pretty exciting, in in, uh, in it's in every white paper. If you think about uh, the white papers and the coins that come out, what's the one thing that they all talk about? And Chad and I just talked about this the other day. They they put it in there. They all talk about we're going to mine, we're going to mine, we're going to mine. But 99% of them don't have one miner. Um, and so when they find out that we're in their blockchain and we've got 500 plus miners or even 50 miners and we're, we're in there mining yeah. their blockchain they get excited and obviously then they want to talk to us because they know that we're going to be able to mine their blockchain farm so they're much more eager to give us a little bit of a heads up on hey we are going to go to a national we're going to announce it you know in a couple of days um, blah 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 so we get a lot of a lot of it's just like anything else and, and yeah. because it's decentralized. You know, we can't, uh, we'll call out some good information from these guys that maybe in the real world we weren't allowed to do on doing a, a stock. But uh, in the crypto world, um, well, they need the miners. So obviously they uh,
3: they reach out to us.
4: And I've always wondered that, too. Is like, all right. So some of these projects, do they even have a lot of transactions that you have to mine? That's part of the difficulty being low, right? I mean, they, they're building it out, but maybe there's not that many people using their, their project or their blockchain. You guys run across right. that?
3: Oh, absolutely. James? Every day. Yeah, every day. The, the lower difficulty level allows you to mine a bunch of coins fast. And then, as the coin starts getting traction and people become more and more involved, you'll see their Discord users going up and up and up, and exchange volume growing. So is that coin price. So you're getting in before everybody else while that coin price is increasing. Amazing.
4: I see. That's that's really cool.
3: Dan said, like you said, um, I get emails all the time. I've had really, really large uh, coin. Uh, companies out there, crypto companies that contact us, wanting us to write articles wanting us to do a project them, wanting us to do things, and that happens on a daily basis, they reach out to us and then in conversations we get information you know, what, what's going on in the, the communities
5: do you, guys, uh, do you guys have any really small uh, small cap projects you're watching right now?
3: Well, I think Dan's going to mention it the, we're really focused <laughs> this week on
5: the opiate. Oh yeah, that's so, true Yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit
3: about that <laughs> That's uh. our main focus
5: what I'll, I'll give you the
0: scoop on the opiate coin. We, we've got, uh, it's been a exciting uh, uh, several months, but uh, late last year I ran into a company in California, and, and it just happened to be a, a friend of mine, and he was just looking for some contributions to open up an opiate treatment center in California, where it's kind of crazy um, on the process that uh, I read about, and it's, uh, Jay, you might have to correct me, but I think it's just called Sober Life USA is the actual site, not for, it's for the for the, the opiate treatment. Anyway, long story short, they needed money, and uh, what they do is they treat people, um, they come in for treatment, it's a three hour, eight hour to a, a weekend treatment, and they insert this, I call it an M&M style, FDA approved drug underneath your belly button, and it blocks the opiate and even alcohol uh, addiction. So um, you can't really get high again, and so that's how they get people back in there. But the problem that they were running into was, they don't have any residential care treatment for anybody. So when they do have, you have someone who one, you know, let's think if you're having an opiate or alcohol addiction, if you're paying your insurance, or are you going to go get opiates or alcohol? Well, you're probably not going to pay your insurance. So some people fortunately do have insurance, but a lot don't. Um, and so what they wanted to do is someone who's been in an issue for needs uh, needed need treatment for years, they have to have a transition period to get them back into the community. So the residential care centers are, are awesome. So anyhow, long story short, um, he it caught me, and I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. We could do an opiate coin." Um, and so we have uh, worked with them hand in hand, um, and with the, the CJ's uh, uh, knowledge and Chad's uh, t- technical abilities, we've got a, an ERC20 token. That's the coin is called the Opiate Coin. The symbol is OID. Um, we've got 210 million tokens that are out there. Right now, what we're doing is putting the tokens out on the market. Um, on this weekend, you'll actually be able to go to the website. Um, and it, that website is going to be, uh, and it, uh, Chad may correct me, but I believe it's OID.life um, will be the site. And um, the founders will be ourselves at the uh, Sober Life company that I brought up to you. And what we're going to do is over the next 90, 120 days, we're going to, uh, that will be on a, an exchange but we're going to have our own coin um, that you'll swap that token far into the uh, into the coin and we will have mining of course and master notes that we'll move into but uh, the the awesome thing is this is a little bit different than than most uh, erc20 coins or any coins that are on the market that are coming to the market um, we kind of think it's uh it's the first because everybody's always talking when I go to meetings you know that what coins going to go up and the reason it's going to go and A lot of people don't talk about, you know, it's all technical. It's going to be the fast coin or it's going to do this, or it's going to do that. But in reality, you know, there's not many right now that, that actually support a a legitimate uh, issue, a a worldwide uh, issue like opiate, um, that's going to benefit uh, uh, the individuals who, who have the, who buy the, or not buy the token, but the, the uh, founders of the token, Um, we're miners. Um, so obviously any benefit that comes to us, we're going to expand our mining. Um, any benefit that goes to the other partners on Silver Life USA is going to benefit um, their facilities and the treatment of individuals with opiate addiction. And they've got some discounts they're going to give to to individuals um, who don't have insurance based upon the token and the coins. Um, and we're really excited that it's, uh, you know, uh, it, it just it was available. It's all kind of fell in our lap. And, and really, it's uh, um, we think it's the first of its kind as far as actually going to take the, uh, the proceeds and um, uh, benefit uh, other individuals besides just the, uh, the founders.
4: Yeah. And well, there's certainly a bull market in the amount of overdoses and opiate use. I mean, that's a huge bull market, unfortunately right now. <laughs> right.
1: Something's
4: got to be done about it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's bad. It's out of control. So are you guys going to, are, are you guys going to use that token to help, raise funds for the business or you're going to just use it more in terms of inside of the business and the ecosystem or transacting between like you said between the user customer uh your guys' company
0: right well they the uh, silver life usa in and, and crypto farm seven which is our company i mean we're obviously want to benefit the individuals who have the opiate addiction the silver life which is the other founder um, they want to expand their business, so sure, it's going to be used back into the business. No questions about it. But that's going to expand the residential care treatments and uh, care and treatment to individuals who can't, uh, uh, who don't have insurance. So they're definitely going to use that. It's not, uh, um, you know, it, you you got to watch. There's certain things on the this SEC side that we have to be able to to make sure that we're not doing. But we we can't guarantee any returns. We can't control any prices or anything. But we do know that the recovery centers, as they call them. Uh, on the opiate side, we'll be uh, accepting um, the tokens um, at some point and trading over to the coin. So we're kind of hoping that uh, um, it, it takes off really well. But, I mean, without question, we'll be using it using it, using it to expand our uh, our mining facilities, which is going to, you know, we contribute a ton back to the community. And then with the opiate, we don't know where it could go. I mean, I could see another facility outside of California. There's been a couple where we could move one to, to uh, uh, a lot of people I found from talking to them that have opiate addiction, you have to take them out of their environment. So uh, a person in Tennessee can't go to a treatment center in Tennessee because he's not going to, even though the treatment works, you got to get him outside of there so he doesn't fall back into the same habits, even though he's got this. Right. You got to get him out. Even though they got this treatment and you can't uh, get that high again, it doesn't mean that you don't, it's hard to, to get back on your feet and get things going. So this coin is, Going to benefit those individuals and benefit the company and the expansion without question as well as us as founders um and we've got a lot of things that we can we can do and again i can't pinpoint any other token erc20 token that's out there that's doing yeah something like this i mean so when we're, we're, about it.
4: guys well, you dimitri do you guys remember because you were in miami what was the name of some of those energy there was a there was one entrepreneur that had a really cool energy um Same thing. They were already in business. There was actually a couple of healthcare firms, but the energy firm I really liked. I'm trying to think of it. But same thing. Outside business, business. they're bringing energy to these different communities. You guys are bringing help with that. Power Ledger? Medicine. Think about Power
5: Ledger? It wasn't Power Ledger, but it was something like it. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Um, and so, I mean, they were setting up the uh solar panel grids and they were using their token to talk between you know the, the solar the solar panel groups and the communities i think we're going to see a lot of those synergies and, and things like that, that the blockchain can help with
0: so All right
5: it's so what, into the
0: business
5: that's for sure yeah so what uh how do you guys are going to build that community up what are the main channels and strategies you guys are going to use chad i that to you that's a good, your question
3: Yep, uh, so this guy's sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we're building discords, we're building our GitHub, we're building our Facebook, we're building our Twitter page. So in any type of coin or token that's released out in the public, the biggest reason for success is support. So we're building a huge support system for this token uh, because that's what really grows it, um, is making sure that when people are using that blockchain or they're using that token, they have somebody to answer to or get their questions answered or walk them through some problems
1: mm-hmm. it's
3: we would encourage people to
0: i mean whether you're involved in the coin or buying a coin obviously they're going to be some benefits to the first ones in i think we've got a a double up price on you get more but more importantly than anything we want you to join the discord in the community because we want your votes on on the direction that we need to go with the coin we've got a, a roadmap of what we're going to do but um, it just has to be community-based in order to get the word out. Of, and we think that's going to be the best way um, for our coin to
5: grow. Yeah, especially with uh, the social value that's tied to it.
0: Correct.
3: And there will be a sign-up page on our website for people that want to be involved and get involved
5: as well. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, we have, a, we have something on the website that, like I said, we'll be out by the weekend with everything. You'll be able to go to the, uh, uh, to the, uh, to the website, the OID, uh, dot life. But uh, we'll have a sign up there, too, that we're working with people who do need treatment, um, whether it's a family or friend or somebody. that they want treatment, we're going to have a breakdown so we can explain to them uh, how to how to sign up. If they've got insurance, we've got it laid out in there so that they can uh, get treatment if they want to go out there. We've got flights uh, arranged so that if they're not in California, because that's where the treatment center is at now, that we've got flights farm um, to get there and transportation set up. Um, and then the other side is, uh, if they don't have, uh, the facility or they don't have the insurance that we can find maybe some benefactors that might be out there that would, uh, contribute or help. And, and that's again, where the, the token comes into value, um, the, the recovery centers are going to be willing to take a, a discount across the board uh, by using the token to get, uh, to get treatment. So, um, that's going to reduce the cost and hopefully, uh, going to be an added benefit to people who need the treatment.
5: Yeah. Absolutely, seems great. I mean, you could you can give people, I mean, a treatment that can only be used for treatment, correct? So it's not like you're giving someone cash. Yeah, you're giving someone a token that they can only use for this one reason. If I understand correctly, yeah, That's
0: a utility use case. That's to- <laughs> right got to stay that way and then as the coin comes out then you'll be able to convert it into the coin and and we can still get with an erc20 token we can still be on the market we can still get on an exchange there's a lot of things we can do um and grow the coin and, and increase value so um and uh unlike you know a lot of these uh, coins that we see coming out erc20 coins or just tokens or coins in general or tokens you know some of these guys lose their their founders uh pretty quick after they get some dollars this is such a uh Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a worldwide epidemic that we think that it's, uh, you know, we're hoping it raises some eyebrows to some other people, uh, maybe to to help us spread the word and, and do some good things. So we're excited about it. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And are you, uh, uh, are watching you, are solving some of these issues. Are you worried that like since the since the token will be tradable, it'll be on exchanges? What if someone drops the bottom out of it and people don't necessarily get the opportunity to use it? uh, for the treatment.
0: If they, if they drop the bottom out of it. Yeah, I the, mean, yeah. Well, the treatment centers, I think we've got a good, a good relationship with the recovery centers. I mean, um, I don't think that you're going to end up buying that. It, uh, um, if you're going to go get a treatment with it, you're not going to buy it a month ahead of time. You're going to say, okay, hey, uh, my insurance declined, but now I've got to pay for my own because I want to do it. And, uh, that's where we can kind of work with the recovery centers. In the treatment facility to say, okay, hey, the coin has, you know, come down from, four, say it's five dollars, come down to two, or come down to a dollar because they've knocked the bottom out of it. Um, we'll definitely uh, make sure that we're, you know, uh, working with individuals uh, to get uh, to get those individuals treated. Uh, one of the things we talked about today was, you know, coming out. The first people that are out, you may be looking at a, a coin. I think we're throwing a dollar coin price at it, but it, the initial individuals are going to get get that opportunity for the chat had to correct me on the time frame, but for a short period of time, a 50 cents a token. So you're going to get more. Um, and so let's just say that uh, uh, a few months down the line now it has picked up or even the, the bottom fell out of it. And you've got some guys who still got that coin at 50 cents. I don't think dollar for dollar, um, if it costs 20 grand for the treatment, that would be, you know, uh, 20, 20,000 coins. Um, you might have an opportunity um, for that token to be for someone who bought it at 50 cents to maybe sell it at 75, make a little bit of money and make the person who needs the treatment uh, a great deal too. So there's a lot of opportunities to work around there.
4: Yep. I think that's just another, you know, it comes down to market timing a little bit on that stuff. Right. The market will, the market will kind of adjust for that. Or, you know, Dimitri, you can just step in and you can, uh, you can take up all the coin and support the market, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure. I'll your definitely, whale
4: club account. I'll,
2: I'll make that whole market. I'll I'll be the opiate whale, and that that doesn't sound bad at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta watch out what circle you're in when you start talking about the opiate. You know, I'm gonna get that's you. Some opiate, yeah. yeah.
4: you huh? yeah, Dimitri. Lo- he's loaded up to the gills long opiates.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not good for bar talk. I don't think.
0: That's now what well, it depends on what circle. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, so, Check his pockets. So it, yeah, well,
0: it should be, we're excited about it. We'll, we'll uh, the, the nice thing is, is, you know, it, it's uh, you, again, you can't guarantee any returns. You can't control the price, but you can't control the price of, uh, uh, of any of these coins that come out and people are buying them. You said it early on, you know, these guys are buying these coins when they're five bucks and then they go back to a buck. Um, and it's, and it's, uh, based upon the fact that they're still going to get money either on the master or they're going to hold it and wait for it to come back. You know, I, and and I'm probably somebody out there going to call me out on this, but I, I don't know. Um, but, and I, I don't want to say any names, but I don't have, but a handful of coins that have gone from, uh, you know, to 10 bucks to, uh, to zero, um, it, without putting anybody in a bad spot, but there's so many that have gone from you know, under a penny or six cents to, you know, uh, to five or 10 or 15 bucks. I mean, there's so many that are out there. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of hope that kind of this is a different opportunity that people look at as uh, uh, more of, a, of a, a a way to social or a, a way to correct some, uh, some make
5: some rights out of some wrongs, I guess we call it. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, who doesn't know if someone someone's been affected by my uh, opiates? Right, Yeah, D, if we need to give you a
0: few coins, we can do that. that help you
2: out. Yeah. <laughs> so I got one we'll last question. Fun. Go ahead. Go ahead, D. I was going to say, I have one last question, then it's probably shameless plug time for everyone involved here. Um, and that's, you know, proof of work is proven. It's a proven consensus algorithm. Uh, proof of stake, not so much. But it does seem like if proof of stake does become popular, there's no denying it, but do you think that proof of stake can ever be distributed and decentralized enough to where it can garnish the faith from a core group of users like proof of work has? And if they do make that switch, how's that work for you guys as miners?
3: Well, I I've got a really good answer for that I believe. Right now, proof-of-work is really not decentralized because the Chinese control over 50% of it. So (laughs) you do still have the big whales that control a lot of the proof-of-work. In addition, you have a big shortage of mining equipment right now. So with that shortage of mining equipment, more and more people are going to move to proof-of-stake because they cannot get the mining equipment. So you're going to see a huge uh, increase in masternodes and masternode prices and proof-of-stake coins because people are, are being shifted that direction with no choice.
2: There you go, deep. There it is. <clears throat> that was a good answer. Yeah, it was.
4: Well, and then plus too, Chad, I mean, the uh, you can get into the whole debate about <laughs> how efficient are we really being with proof of work between energy consumption and yada 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 100 you know?
3: percent, exactly the, the amount of uh, energy that a mining farm consumes is not sustainable long term at least at the power that we have currently in existence yeah yep very good
4: that's a good so way the to, answer is to do a little bit of both right like you guys are doing
0: yeah absolutely
4: Well, what we get excited about too, and we've talked about, is kind of the synergies between mining and trading go hand in hand. So, I mean, we've it's it's exciting. I've always wanted to be more involved in the mining space, just from because I know what it's like when the coin corrects. Like some some of these positions we really like, like Cardano, and I I have no idea how what the mining situation is over there. But instead of having to put in another two times or three times your capital when the coin gets back to the levels you really liked it would be nice to just have that steady coin coming in and then when it really does take off you have a you're almost bringing your average cost down tremendously by just continually mining and it's not it's not like you have to put another big capital outlay out you've already made the investment right there's some energy costs but just having that coin coming in and then having some strategies around actually being able to trade well too. I mean, it's really, I haven't seen any type of, the profitability and the and the, and the return on capital is just, I haven't seen it any, anywhere else in any other markets.
3: Oh, there's yeah. nothing better than walking into my office every day. And when you walk into the server room, sometimes I'll leave a wallet open on the screen that we're mining. And uh-huh. every few seconds you're a ding. The Thing, the thing, coin being deposited in the wallet, and it pops up on the screen, and you just hear that all day long. I mean, it's really a nice uh, sound to hear all day. Really, I <laughs> don't hang out
0: by the miners. That's where I hang out
3: in that room right there.
4: <laughs> we used to we used to do that on when we were executing in treasuries, and we'd get you know sometimes the market's just going nowhere, so you're just sitting around, mm-hmm. you know, bullshitting <laughs> with the guys on the desk or playing poker or gambling on you know between the desks, but when the market's whipping around, those machines would go off. We would put those, those same money change sounds on the screen. (laughs) And then of course somebody would go the wrong way and we're like, you would hate it because you just knew how much money you're losing.
0: Yeah.
5: It's
4: crazy. That's good stuff. But Hey, um, Dimitri, you got to ask, you got to ask Dan a little bit more about his racing days. He's got some pretty good stories
5: (laughs) since we got him on. Oh uh mic just uh just went oh, down again. Yeah, you guys close it out. Oh,
4: is it up? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dimitri, I I just asked you, I was like, you gotta ask Dan about his um his background a little bit more, his racing days are pretty interesting
2: since we have him on. What kind of racing did you do?
0: Um well, it was not in the woods, uh Dean. I know you don't like the woods, but uh, <laughs> Probably wouldn't like this any better. I did uh, uh, offshore racing um, and uh, we've got uh, my partner and I, a buddy by the name of Neil, he was uh, my—he—he my, he drove the boat or he steered the boat. I did the throttles. We got four world championships and a couple of world speed records and uh, kind of had
1: to
0: move on and get out of it. A lot of friends uh, didn't make it uh, back to land sometimes, but uh, well, let me tell you, we had a blast at racing offshore boat, so it was a good time and I'd like to, like to get back out to those guys they are mostly down in Florida. They're down there by Jason. I'm actually headed down to Sarasota in a couple of weeks to uh, uh, do a little speaking tour. And when I'm down there, I'll kind of stop in and see some of the, the old racers. And But uh, it's been uh, one heck of an experience of uh, racing offshore boats. Very, very uh, exciting and uh, even uh, compares to crypto some days. Oh, he's has got a picture. Chad's got a picture of the boat up there. So yeah, 36 foot spectre. We used to race out oh, there. Five we
1: hundreds and uh, you know, 8,
0: 10, 12 foot waves was an island common. <laughs> Knock on wood. We never, uh, we never flipped that. And I raced one time on a Formula One boat, which was by myself. And I put that thing in the air about uh, about 30 feet up in the air at about 120 miles an hour and flipped it three times on the ground. And uh, oh, I, I went into the water, under the ground or under the water, and uh, I had a five point harness on and I took that thing off before I. I hit the water i was in midair because all the years i raced offshore you don't have seat belts I put me one time in a formula one boat and a uh, it's five-point harness and i'm the whole time thinking i'm going to drown because i can't get out of a seatbelt, and so i'm taking it off as i go which was really stupid and when i hit the when i hit the water i flipped about three times and then it went under the water and I made it back up to the surface before the guys who were coming to rescue rescue me could even start their boat. That's how scared I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I breathed for about thirty seconds, whatever it took. But, uh, but, but the, you, the, thank, thank goodness the offshore side was nothing that that scary.
4: No, oh but <clears throat> yeah, but damn, you didn't get that if you hadn't un- unbuckled it on your on your little flip there, you'd have been done.
0: I think I would have. Yeah, I, yeah, because they weren't moving and. Uh, um, I would have probably gulped in a ton of air because I was scared to death. I mean, I don't think my life didn't flash in front of me because I was too scared. I didn't want to see it. I was like, man, this is crazy. But the offshore racing was glass key West and Sarasota, uh, Fort Lauderdale. We went to Canada. We went over to, uh, the Bahamas and uh, and the the circuit's still going on. Um, the offshore racing circuit that raced back when it was, I think it was called APBA at the time or something like the American Powerboat association. But, uh, yeah, it got a lot of a uh, lot of great memories there, and uh, a lot of, made a lot of friends. But
4: uh, I think time. I think we should do some crypto sponsorships, and have to go kind of reminisce, check All out right. some of those races. Maybe we we'll get get a little uh, a rhythm token painted on the side. Get your opium coin, you know.
0: I like it. I'm all guard. Let's do it. And then I think we've got to do. Uh, we've got to get these. Uh, we got to get the site up there on it too. We can have our own couple of fleets of uh, you know two, three, four boats, and uh, you nope. know, get a couple supercats out there. And go <laughs> about 180 miles an hour. So it'd be fun too.
2: You know, I had a vision of like block edge capital in the sails, like sewn into the sails. You could see it from afar.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: I like it.
4: Like,
0: uh,
2: like Oracle. Yeah, I like it. <laughs>
1: That's a little slow for us. That's yeah, a little slow for us.
0: <laughs> you, got, you got to think crypto. Yeah. Crypto's not slow. This isn't you know, this isn't in the bond market. We're in.
1: Oh. That's well.
2: right. Well, um, it's shameless plug time. So I think we did a lot of, of plugging, but let's wrap it up with some shameless plugs and uh, then wrap up the episode. Yeah,
5: I mean... I'd say just to keep it simple. If you're interested in any more information, or you want to get involved in masternodes, nodes training, mining, or really anything else, just email contact at blockedgecapital.com. Go to the site blockedgecapital or crypto farm seven. Either way, I mean I think all the information is going to get to the same place now. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And get that uh, if you you know if you're interested in the uh, opiate coin that OID uh, dot life. Uh, this weekend we'll be up and going, and uh, love to get some feedback from anybody. Uh, get on our discords, and uh, definitely, uh, obviously, we want you to to buy the coin from from us and uh, help out uh, the the uh, uh, the silver for life. Uh, yeah. co founder we got, so it'll be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. I appreciate Jay, and Alec, and D. It's uh, it's a sure pleasure. I know uh, Chad and CJ and I were excited to uh, to be able to be involved. And, we look forward to uh, another time we never know what's gonna happen in seven days. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. Man. every week is different in crypto. Well, That's right. Um, thanks, thanks for coming on, now. guys.